Hi everybody, this is uh, Andy LeBeau of Commodity Research Group and I'm joined today by Marty Stetzer, the president of EKT Interactive and this is our first podcast of 2019. So happy new year to uh, all our listeners and happy new year, Marty. Happy New Year, Andy. Always happy to be part of the podcast and wishing all our listeners the best in 2019. I haven't yet looked at my Chinese Zodiac to see what year this is, but I'll make sure I do it before the next podcast. Absolutely. So we, we've got a, we actually have a lot to discuss today. You know, the market's made a, uh, a huge, huge move, back, move up uh, over the last um, eight or nine sessions. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that. But as usual, uh, I think we'll start with the, the EIA stats, which were, were released on time today. And um, were uh, sort of, I thought they were bearish, actually, but the market didn't care. I mean, the market just, the markets are really strong. <laughs> the markets are really strong today, you know, up, up, over, uh, up over $2. But we'll talk about them anyway. The um, gasoline. No, the gasoline stocks uh, are the big, the big bearish worry here. Gasoline was up by 8.1 million barrels. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and that's following a 7 million barrel uh, build last week. So, so, you know, we've been long on gasoline for, for quite a while here uh, in terms of stocks. And, and you know, we, we, continue to be, we continue to be long gasoline. We're at 248 million. Uh, last year, we were at 237, and the four-year average is actually 237. So we're we're 11 million over the four-year average. Basically, we're making too much gasoline, which we were worried about because of the you know the demand for for diesel going ahead, going looking forward to 2019 should be pretty robust. And um, as refiners plan to run for diesel, we've made too much gasoline and demand. You know, demand looks like it's plateaued, Marty. Uh, you know, there's, there's very little, very little growth expected. There wasn't any last year. You know, maybe 50 a day, and uh, globally as well, uh, the demand seems seems to be sputtering. So, so that's an issue. Distillate stocks built 10.6 million this week, and that is following a 10 million barrel build last week. Uh, so we've built almost 20 million barrels here in the last two weeks on, uh, on distillates. Both gasoline and distillate, however, it's end of the year. There's all kinds of tax things going on. So, you know, you, you, you do take them somewhat with a, with a grain of salt. You know, the gas I'm worried about, the distillate not so much. The demand numbers were, were way off trend for um, distillate both this week and uh, and last week, so, um, this week it was like 2.9. Last week, 3.2 million barrels a day. They should be like four mil, over four million for this time of year. So you know there could be something with the stats, uh, with the collection of the data, year-end stuff, who's working at the EIA. You know all kinds of all kinds of things that that may have contributed to a number that is somewhat questionable. And again, the market basically just shrugged it off. It's really both distillate and gasoline or diesel and gasoline are, are strong. The crude number, 
was um, down 1.7. We were looking for down 2.5. I think the consensus was down three. So that was sort of neutral. Crude stocks are at 440 million barrels. The four-year average is 425.6. In terms of day supply, we're right on the average. 25 days supply, the four-year average is 25 days supply. Uh, So crude to me looks neutral. Finally, total inventories built because of the product builds. They're at 1.25 billion barrels. Day supply are 61.3. The four-year average is 61.9. Again, looking at the, looking at total stocks and crude stocks, it looks you know neutral, maybe slightly bearish. But you know, I think as we you know we're saying in our last podcast, nowhere near as bearish as what the market was doing. Uh, right. No, nowhere near. Disconnected entirely. Right. Right. The, the, the pricing action was completely disconnected from, you know, at least the U.S. reality. Uh, I think there were, there were certainly builds in uh, China, probably, you know, inventory builds in China, some in, some in Canada, not so much here. And so, you know, looking back at, at a market that was $42, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't jive with what, what we were seeing, you know, seeing in the stats. Andy, on the distillate side, uh, I was talking to some of my New York friends. It seems like it's been kind of mild up there for this kind of year. Is that affecting the distillate demand a little bit? It, yeah, it may. It may. It shouldn't be a million barrels a day, though. Okay. You know, pro- it probably is. I, I think it's really something with the with the stats for these two weeks. You know, they're, they're, they're way, you know, they're a million barrels a day off, uh, off trend, but it's interesting. You put, you pointed that out, Marty, because it looks like the, the looking at the government forecasts and also for Europe forecasting, the end of January, um, is looking to be much colder than normal, uh, okay. both here in the Northeast and also in Europe. And that, you know, that also, that certainly is going to be a, uh, a bullish factor. You know, one interesting thing, uh, I looked at the, I looked at the, looking at the crude stocks, you know, at, at basically neutral and total stocks at neutral or four-year average, I was thinking to myself, all right, what is the average price of WTI over the last four years? Great question. <laughs> so I went back and, you know, the did a little did a little research and uh-huh. uh, it is fifty one dollars and seventy cents don't tell me you know how to do a pivot table to figure that out uh no i had the uh, uh, no of course i don't so fifty one seventy right is the four year average so we closed today at forty two at fifty two thirty we couldn't so, get any closer though could right we? right there you know, and I think you look at, okay, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing at 42? You know, so maybe, you know, maybe you could say like 49 to 52 or three is the, you know, like an equilibrium zone, something like, you know, something like that. But the market did, you know, come right back to this, uh, you know, into this average price. And we're, we're closing into the uh, number that you had as your estimate in our last podcast. Right, Talk right. about that a little more when we get to the crude stories. Right, right. I, I, and I think, you know, you don't want, you don't want to say, okay, the, the, you know, is the bottom in? Oh, it sure looks like that. But, 
you know, so it's too much that could happen, I think, over the, you know, over the rest of the year to, um, you know, say definitively that the, the lows are in, but, you know, I'd give it a pretty good probability, you know, that, that we've, that we've seen the lows. So any other, uh, do you want to move on to the, the, uh, global crude picture at this yeah. point? Yeah. 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 Let, 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 let's move on and, and, um, you know, to, to me, I think, uh, you know, I, th I think 50, 55, maybe, maybe, you know, 55, 60 is a, you know, a possible target. The, the fundamentals will look a lot better, you know, once these cuts are, once these cuts are all made and the cuts are going to be much more, you know, than had been advertised by, you know, OPEC, non-OPEC, we're saying yeah, they're going to cut. Yeah, 50% more, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be 1.8 is going to be the number wow. um, from, from uh, OPEC and non-OPEC, plus Canada. You know, the Saudis have already cut, and I don't, you know, that's the other thing I, I don't quite understand because Al-Fali Al was, after the OPEC meeting, said, we're going from 11 million barrels a day in November. Then we're going down to 10.6. And in January, we're going to be at 10.2. And, you know, they may even go lower in February. So there, you know, right there is a, is a 800,000 barrel a day cut. And it looks like the, the other OPEC producers will, I, I think they'll make some of them, probably the Persian Gulf producers uh, to start, you know, we're, we're, you know, we are going to see further cuts and we are going to see the non-OPEC cuts. Canada is definitely cutting. So, you know, we're going to see a fairly, you know, fairly aggressive uh, production cuts. And, and to add to that, you know, I think the market was anticipating like first quarter demand was just going to, or first half demand was just going to collapse. You know, we were going to go into this deep, you know, deep recession. And, you know, it, it had over, it, it had, it really just overdid itself, you know. Oh, totally overdid it. I, you know, the uh, related statistic was the uh, the U.S. economy is what seventy five, seventy eight percent related to the consumer, and this is the best holiday shopping season in in uh, recent memory. Right. So right. all of that stuff's going to have to be replenished, and uh, inventories, and you know, the consumer goods side is going to start cranking again. So I think that was a surprise to everybody too. Yeah, the manufacturing data was a little soft, but none of the data was really, you know, was really showing that we would go into a, you know, a recession in the in the first half. I think maybe the economy is slowed. Certainly, China demand slowed, and then, and then you have the the whole geopolitical issue with uh, the Iranian sanction waivers, and and this is a big thing for 2019, Marty, because. Yeah, we're gonna we're going to it'll be well are these waivers going to be extended they were they were 180 day waivers so in april or in april or may the president is going to have to decide whether he's going to you know extend the waivers not extend the waivers uh and, and obviously that's impossible to predict right. uh, given the way he, he uh makes decisions but Sweet. But let me just make this one. Sure. What is possible to maybe predict is the Saudis increase production in November to make up for the loss of Iranian crude at the behest of the Trump administration. Right. I don't think 
if they're asked again, I don't see them increasing production, you know, at the behest of the Trump, Trump administration. And, you know, that they also said that, that, you know, they want prices up, they want Brent up near $80. That's right. That's their relative break even at this point from what I've read. Right. right. Their Fiscal break even. Right. Yeah. Right. They want it up, you know, they want Brent up, up near 80. Now they may not get it, but, you know, I, I, I don't see them being accommodative. So what are the, uh, you mentioned Iran sanctions. What are some of the big, other big surprises for 2019 that our, our uh, listeners should be aware of? Well, first, the crude price. Well, I, th- I think the, the, the factors to watch, I mean, we'll talk about surprises in, in a minute, but I think the factors to watch infra- U.S. infrastructure, yep. the, right? The build out from the, the pipeline build out from uh, the Permian to Houston is going to be a big, a big story. U.S. production will um, continue to be a big story. The waivers certainly are going to be the biggest story, I think, of the first half of uh, 2018. Where demand, you know, where we go on, uh, where we go on demand is going to be a, um, you know, a very big story. And, you know, a, a continuation of the, Venezuela, Libya, Nigeria, you know, where are they going? Um, right. And how, how does Canada, you know, how long is Canada going to, um, you know, cut? How, how long are the Canadian cuts going to be good for? You know, right. is it six months or a year? So I, I think those are, you know, those are some of the big stories that we'll be watching. But let's talk about the surprises, Marty. Everybody's expecting something there, right? (laughs) Right. So where are we not expecting something? Well, let's talk about, you and I have been in the business for a long time together, right? right? Uh, I don't even want to add our our experience. (laughs) Yeah, we added them both up. And I think both of us would agree that the big surprises for 2019 are going to be something that we have not, you know, we're not even considering right now. Not even in the picture. Not even in the picture. Something that whether it's geopolitical, whether it is, um, you know, some some, a natural disaster, you know, some infrastructure problem that you had no idea could, could possibly, you know, could, could ever happen. You know, something that, no one is focusing on right now. And if they said after it happens, oh yeah, I was worried about that, they were lying. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've seen it, Marty. How long, how many times yeah, have we seen something? Say, maybe share some examples with our listeners. Well, let's share so some examples. Yeah, recent example, Canadian wildfires, right? Who, right. Was, who was predicting, you know, Canadian wildfire, the horizon disaster? You yes, know, no, nobody yes. was known. I mean, you may have said, all right, this can, there could be a, you know, there, there could be an issue in the Gulf, but not like anything, anything like that. The, any hurricane, you know, the, the damage that Harvey did to Houston. Correct. You know, another yeah. one that you, 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 you could not predict. Well, and then the, uh, the this, this storm of uh, new political activity in the Middle East. Right. Libya. Uh, who would have Libya. thought? Right. Who would have thought that, you know, that Gaddafi would go down and, and 
the, I mean, maybe ultimately you'd think it'd go down. And, but nevertheless, you know, that wasn't something the market was looking at, you know, prior to the Arab Spring. It just wasn't. Um, you know, I, the, I guess longer term thinkers may have, but may have been looking at it. But yeah. so yeah. anywhere in the globe, something can go, you know, something can go wrong. wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, or any geopolitical conflict, we, we, those you, you can see brewing, but you know, the, these are all things to look at. So do we need one of those waivers like they do on the money talk shows saying this is not a recommendation to invest, buy or sell crude. <laughs> right. On I the basis that. of Marty and Andy <laughs> making these speculative observations. I think that Maybe is that's definitely a bad way to say it. Yeah. I would say that. Right. We try to give, I, you know, we talk about the markets, try to give some, some ideas, but, yeah, I don't. <laughs> or uh, uh, I wouldn't be trading on our recommendations. <laughs> Except the, the, the price is coming back close to your estimate. Yeah, that's the price is coming so back. The direction, and I, the the direction, direction was right. Direction was correct. Yeah, and I think we're as I said, we may chop around here for a while, but I I do think there are high prices. You know, there we're, we're headed for uh, higher prices ahead in 2019. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I think we've covered a lot. I, I think we have. Good way uh, to start the new year with a semi-positive uh, outlook, I guess. Yeah. Sideways yeah. is positive. Yeah. Speaking of sideways, I think it was time before the the uh, session. The uh, rate count, especially in the Permian, didn't didn't do relatively anything with that steep crude price decline. So the operators felt it was a transient denim. As we talked last time, hedges in place uh, to help them through this lower burble uh, looked like they made real good sense. So we'll see how the activity continues as these prices stabilize. Right, and and I think both, as both of us were talking, the the break under fifty, you know, it happened to, for a week or two. You know, the prices yeah. price didn't stay down there for for very long. Well, your four-year moving average on inventories and price, Andy, was unbelievable insight for our listeners. I mean, well, when in doubt, thinks long term, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, you know, as usual, if you're looking for more information, look at our website, Commodity Research Group, www.commodityresearchgroup.com. My email is a lebeau at commodityresearchgroup.com. And uh, Marty, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Marty Sister, <laughs> president of EKT Interactive here in Houston. We'd like to have uh, members of Andy's community become part of our community. You can go to our website at www.ektinteractive.com. If you sign up with your email, you get what I call three for free, uh, fundamentals of upstream, midstream, and downstream. If you're already a, an industry uh, veteran or expert, it might come in handy uh, for one of your new hires or interns uh, that is part of your organization. Thanks uh, again, Andy. I look forward to continuing our uh, what we call Talk in the Markets with Andy podcast this year. All right. Thank you, Marty. Thank you.